With us today is Steve Cates, otherwise known as Dr. Sky, and uh, he knows a lot about science. And uh, Steve, what do you want to talk about this Sunday morning? Well, good morning, John. It's great to be back on the Cats Roundtable, as we wish everybody a great Sunday. But the main news event, obviously, is about inner space. And sad that we, of course, got confirmation that those five people on board the very tiny little submersible from Ocean Gate, the Titan. But I wanted to put this in kind of relative uh, perspective about inner space versus outer space. John, we've only mapped 20% of the ocean floor. We know more about the surface of the planet Mars with all the, uh, you know, spacecraft that have orbited it for years, which makes the inner world of the oceans so much more complicated and so much more unknown. And we find out, John, that there are three layers of the ocean. And to keep it really simple as we move on, there's an area called the sunlight zone. It goes down to about 200 meters. There's an area below that called the twilight zone, not the TV show, but a part of the ocean where sperm whales and other exotic fish live. And that goes down to about 1,000 meters. And then we have this very strange region on the, uh, you know, under the ocean called the midnight zone, 1,000 meters to 4,000 meters, and who knows beyond what's there. But according to the scientists, they say that sunlight begins to fade when you get about 650 feet below the surface of the ocean. So what's interesting about this, John, is that's really an unknown realm, to say the least. It's uh, totally amazing, and it's very sad to report what we've heard the confirmation of the loss of the Ocean Gate Titan. Now, I uh, was on uh, the other day uh, uh, with some people, uh, and they were telling me at 10,000 feet, uh, the pressure on that craft that was down near uh, the Titan uh, submarine is yes. almost 30,000 pounds per square inch. So it Absolutely. really has to be a solid... Uh, situation otherwise yes. and you know what happens it's like a balloon if you blow it yes. up and, and and deflate it so many times it gets weaker you're right john and what's so sad about this and i don't want to attack any of the people from the ocean gate company i don't know them but we do know this the 22 foot long sub obviously was searched for in 14,000 square feet of water but remember it was an experimental craft and it actually didn't get U.S. certification by U.S. regulations. So how did it actually go to do the deep dives? They did it in inter international waters. But John, That's even it. A that was the technicality. And I understand Absolutely. there's articles out that uh, he's been offering discounts to people that want to do it just to bring money in and that he might have yes. been in trouble with money. Well, John, they supposedly wanted to do 18 more dives this year. But how about this one? I think this one knocks it out of the park. Years ago on one of my shows, I had an interview with the Captain Don Walsh. Who was he? He and a famous aviator and explorer named Jacques Picard, they went to the deepest part of the ocean called the Challenger Deep down at the Mariana Trench. They did this. Get a load of the date, John. January 23rd, 1960. They went down to 35,798 feet. That's three times deeper than where the Titanic is. And they did it in this rather unusual craft. The technical name is called a bathyscape. comes from the Greek word, both meaning, of course, deep and vessel. But I talked to Captain Don Walsh, and God bless him, he's like 90-some years old now. But that's incredible. They knew in that particular craft that it took many, many hours to descend, but they had an ability where they could not be trapped down at the bottom of the ocean that deep because of the way that craft was designed. 
And it was also used, it was called the Trieste. It was also used to recover or at least to identify the location of the U.S. submarine, the nuclear submarine Thresher, that went down in the Atlantic Ocean back on April 10th, 1963, in 8,400 feet of water. But isn't that amazing, John? More people have been to the moon than they have actually technically been to the deepest parts of the ocean, making what? The ocean's one of the most amazing mysteries, as we always talk about mysteries. This one, on a sad note, the loss of people on an experimental craft. But, John, the point is very well made, I think, here on the Cats Roundtable. We know so little about the oceans, and yet we know so much more about outer space. Isn't that amazing just to say? It is amazing, but 30,000 feet down, the pressure yes. is enormous. And I understand, and I, I, there is some kind of life down there. You bet. And what they reported, Captain Walsh told me this many, many years ago, and it's documented you know, in print, in books, that even at that depth, he and Mr. Picard looked out their window, if they want to call it a window, a tiny little porthole, and they actually saw a fish that looked like a fillet, kind of, you know, kind of like a fillet of soul kind of fish, like a flatfish. And they actually saw some other items down there that actually glowed in the dark. And if we remember the movie, The Abyss, there are literally creatures under the ocean. I'm not an oceanographer, but I can just pass it on. The Abyss, to me, was one of the most amazing movies about inner space. Because down there where there's no lights, the fish actually glow, you know, as if you had some sort of power that they glow on their own, which makes inner space even a more fascinating part of the story of the Earth and all the different things that we talk about here on the Cats Roundtable to keep what? Everybody's mind open and expanding our minds. But in this case, John, a very sad story to report about the loss of five humans on board the Ocean Gate Titan. Very, very sad story, but... Uh, the other thing that uh, gets me, uh, uh, Steve Cates, is the Navy knew about it when it happened. And, Absolutely, John. Yes, you're right. And they never picked up the phone to tell the Coast Guard? Well, here's one of the theories on this. And again, I don't know this for certain. If I don't know something, I'll be always honest with everybody, you and the listeners. It's been reported, and I'm trying to get confirmation of this, that the Navy, obviously, as you just stated accurately, they knew about this, quote, implosion. They actually either registered on some kind of device, it registered on a device, but they didn't want to reveal too much detail because that's one of our secret type technologies when we're talking about searching for submarines and things of that nature. But it's a shame that we don't have a ship that was once owned by Howard Hughes called the Glomar Explorer. It was used in some very secret recoveries of a Soviet submarine or two that went to the bottom of the ocean and imploded and their purpose was to identify what that submarine had as far as the nuclear warheads that were still down at the bottom of the ocean. But it's an amazing story. I gather, John, in closing, the technology that they, the Navy has, they didn't want to talk too much about how they did it. But the point of the matter is some of those things, I'm sure, are even beyond top secret about how they identify something so deep and get some sort of a echo on an implosion that more likely happened with this particular craft we know. Understood. Uh, we got a minute left. Anything you want to tell us on what's going on out there? Is there anything special uh, this week? Well, John, one of the big things, another quick story here that's been taking people's attention and off the charts is this humans are pumping so much groundwater that it changes the Earth's tilt. And that's an amazing story. We could talk about it in detail in the future. But according to what these you know, geologists are talking about, between 1993 and 2010, 
They've pumped about 2,150 gigatons of water out of the earth, causing the earth in mid-latitudes, where most of the water's pumped out, to actually change the pole shift of the earth. So that's quite amazing. (laughs) So, once again, we know so little about uh, Mother Earth. But when we look into the night sky, John, in closing, just remember, as you look into the northwest after sunset, as summer is here, the planet Venus shines bright. The planet Mars is nearby. We find the new moon moving brighter each night, moving on to a full phase in early July. And it's always a privilege and honor to be with you on the Cats Roundtable, opening and expanding people's minds as we recommend them to go to WABCRadio.com, the Dr. Sky Experience, where so much information is there for our listeners. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Steve Cates, and we'll catch up again real soon. Have a good day, John.